Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. There we go. And then we just talk to each other like we're friends. Okay. <laughs> this is weird. This is really weird. So, <laughs> so, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the same room today. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Because we constantly, it's funny, you all constantly say like, not to, um, to destroy the illusion, mm-hmm. um, because we do sound kind of like we're in the same room, I think. Uh, I mean, in the past, but mm-hmm. we've always done the show separate from your, your outside of Philly and I'm over in Ohio Yeah, and now I'm sitting in your house in uh, suburban Philadelphia. Um, what's your address again? Let's just give it out real quick. Um, one seven five. <laughs> so, but I'm here and, uh, hanging out with you a little bit and we had a very interesting time setting this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am obsessive um over everything basically in life but in particular uh over everything yeah yeah i'm gonna stick with just over everything and so i brought an i brought an additional microphone and i brought a mixing board so that we could just do the show together Mm -hmm. it's not super fancy i mean this is i was um and i'll talk about it more in a second but i was at a uh movie festival an outdoor movie festival all weekend Mm -hmm. uh which was not far away from you so I really barely had the room to pack a bag that could hold this mic and this mixing board and mm-hmm. my laptop, which I wasn't going to bring any computer or anything. So, uh, so this was the best I could do given that circumstance. You know, um, if I was only coming to record, I could have brought all kinds of shit yeah. to you know make it a little fancier. Turns out, my USB cord was dead, so the mixer wasn't working. But we are so genius; we were going to plug my mixer into your interface. Uh, to get this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you can see if because you might or may not be able to see things. But we're going to take this guy. Yeah, this guy right And here. he was going to go into this guy. And then it was going to go into the computers over there. Um, <laughs> the computer that you're playing because it's what the camera Yeah, because everything's yeah. backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, I, but uh, <laughs> this week was kind of crazy leading up for both of us. You were in Vermont, right? You're in Vermont. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, you know, drinking maple syrup and things like that. I did get maple syrup. I think it's still in my bag. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, well, if it hasn't been opened, it's fine. Yeah, it hasn't been opened. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I have to remember to take it out. Yeah, you should remember to take it out. Um, oh, and, and people may have noticed uh, that my voice is especially sensual. Um, another thing I didn't think about was uh that i would have a rough voice by the time i was done at the event um but no so between you going to vermont and me leaving thursday Mm -hmm. there was like no way to do a show so i in my infinite wisdom said well instead of just missing one week how about we (laughs) cram into our already brief time together Mm -hmm. a podcast which from the time we'd started doing the show I assumed we would eventually do a couple of episodes in the same room. Yeah. Because when we started the show, it wasn't uncommon for me to visit you a few times a year at least, Mm -hmm. and maybe even for you to visit me occasionally too. 
and then um something happened i forget what and we uh, couldn't travel for a while or whatever yeah, or something yeah. like that so you know <laughs> so it's kind of actually really weird um uh so I want to go into my first thoughts seeing you in person for the first time, and I think it's been a year and a half. Yeah. Um, were you always this small? We don't really know. <laughs> I feel like you're smaller. Not skinnier. Just smaller. But like entirely yeah, smaller. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on. Um, it actually hurts me that you brought it up because it's a problem. Well, we, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves here, you know, and, and <laughs> so, um, uh, so I was at, um, this weekend I was at the, uh, Joe Bob Briggs drive-in jamboree in Mahoning, Pen- well, in Lehighton, Pennsylvania, because Mahoning, Pennsylvania sort of doesn't really exist anymore. It's a municipality, oh. but it's a part of Lehighton, but oh. I was at the Mahoning drive-in, which is the most legendary drive-in in America at this juncture in time mm-hmm. uh i you know for those who don't know obviously i'm a massive movie guy i love movies i love everything about movies and the drive-in is extra special because the drive-in is is the because cinema alone is already kind of a uh and i don't mean this in like to be jingoistic but like you know i'm from america i'm aware that i am that i was born here right you know if anybody asks okay so uh <laughs> if anybody asks absolutely born here um but no you know um but the but cinema is is kind of an American medium, artistic medium, one of the first that was started here. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But then of course, the rest of the world took over and did incredible stuff and is still doing incredible stuff. I mean, in the early days, the French were doing great stuff and the English were doing great stuff. And now, I mean, just the stuff, just the films coming out of Korea, is you know daunting. Mm-hmm. You know, so film yeah. is an international medium that just simply started here, which yeah. is neat. But the drive-in is almost exclusively American. Hmm. I guess um, that makes sense. <clears throat> there have been a couple of drive-ins in Canada, like literally two or three. Hmm. Uh, there may have been one in Mexico, and there was one in Australia. Wow. But in America, there were hundreds upon hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that it's a, an American institution because uh, we had a lot of land. We, you know, America's big. You know, um, you've had friends from Europe you've had yeah you've had friends from Europe and you like spent some time with that friend from England right yeah yeah did you ever mention how like my god it just goes on and on and on and on I mean kind of yeah, yeah. well it's just funny because I had a friend from Europe and they were talking about how like you know it's so weird because you'll get on the interstate and get off in seven hours and you're still in America mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean you're in a different state and it's a little different but you're still in America mm-hmm. and that's why drive-ins you know are American is because we had wide open spaces, you know, you'd put them on the outskirts of town and it was cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have a field and a projector booth mm-hmm. and a concession stand and a big, big, big screen. And the Mahoning is extra special because it has not changed in any substantial way since 1940. Wow. Um, they have never, they still have not switched to digital projection. Oh, okay. So they have a basic digital projection system, but not the one that is for cinemas. The main movies they show are strictly 35 millimeter. Okay. <clears throat> so they have basically a digital projector for special events. Mm-hmm. But like weekend, week out, if you go to the Mahoning Drive-In for a weekend, like um, they're doing Camp Blood in September where it's going to be a bunch of Friday the 13th movies, those are on film. If you go to see Jaws, it's on film. If you go to see Back to the Future, it's on film. 
and it's it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I love, I'm a futurist guy. I like the future of things, but there is something to be said for making a special, you know, a special place for the old way. Yeah, that yeah. I can appreciate, mm-hmm. especially when I mean the Mahoning has not been totally a luddite like they that special event screening thing that they have the special event projectors that has allowed them to show independent filmmakers movies you know show short films mm-hmm. support people who are making movies and i've appeared at the mahoning twice as a guest um they have a thing called vhs fest which is possibly the greatest idea ever known to man because it's a festival celebrating all things vhs at a drive-in so you have two different movie watching nostalgias that are old that are mm-hmm. gone, bygone. Yeah. And then the way they celebrate at the end of the night is they take the movies that they're celebrating who are famous for being on VHS and they project them from a VHS tape onto the screen. So you're watching VHS at a drive-in. It's like a fucking turducken of nostalgia. You just <laughs> it's like we got we got VHS stuffed inside a drive-in movie. So uh, so that's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. And I love the place. I, I sincerely love that place. And I love the people who run it. They're all really kind. And because I first went there as a guest, I, you know, I know everybody there. So it's extra nice. Like, um, you know, when I get there, I can wave down, you know, one of the co-owners and he's going to give me a hug. Um, mainly because I wasn't difficult. Um, not that most of their guests are difficult, but I remember when I showed up, he was like, is there anything you need at all? Mm-hmm. Like, I got you. And I was like, could I have a table and a bottle of water? And he was like, I got you, man. And then he gave me those two <laughs> things. I was like, I guess I'll see you later. And mm-hmm. cause I didn't need anything else. Yeah. It's hot out, you know? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I don't want to get like way too out there on the point. Um, so Joe Bob Briggs, who is the preeminent drive-in movie critic the world over, he's made a return in the last few years with a TV show on shutter. Mm-hmm. I watched Joe Bob when I was a little kid hosting movies on monster vision on TNT um, he did his first ever gathering of the drive-in mutants, which is what he calls his fans and the true believers of the drive-in. And it's a, it was a four-day event. Um, I stayed for three days. I, I Today we're recording this on Sunday. Actually, anybody who's listening to this, you're actually hearing this like the day after we recorded it, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to, which is also why it might be sloppily edited, by the way, um, is because yeah. I've just got to get it out and get it done. That, that's okay. And then we need diner food because I want diner food. So, <laughs> but... Um, but no, so it was a big deal, and um, I don't want to like go into it and blah blah blah. But like Joe Bob Briggs is a big deal to me, mm-hmm. always has been, because um, you know being a kid with not a lot of friends, um, I would watch him every Saturday night, and I hung out with him, and he would be like, "Tonight I'm showing you Project Metal Beast, a film that proves uh, that proves it's not a good idea to give a werewolf metal bones." <laughs> But that's the, that's you know that's Joe Bob. I know I showed you one episode of his show yeah, one time, yeah. um, and it was you thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, you know, it's a fun concept. Mm-hmm. Now it's crazy that he's been revived because if you look at Monster Vision, which he did on TNT, yeah, he interrupted the movie because commercial break, and then he'd say a few things mm-hmm, about the movie, and mm-hmm. then he'd go back, and he he's funny, and he gives you history and stuff like that. Before that, he was on the Movie Channel, which is a pay channel, so no commercials. So all he did was intro and outro oh. those movies. Oh. That was way before my time, but he did that. Well, on Shutter, you would assume he would just intro and outro because it's a pay channel. There's no commercials. But no, they decided to go with the old school formula and have him do breaks, even though there's no reason for the breaks. And in Joe Bob's own words, he was like, well, where are you going to put the breaks in if there are no commercials on this channel? Mm-hmm. But it works. It really does. 
And I get emotional when I think about Joe Bob for two reasons. And I wanted to share this, um, you know, with the cool people who listen uh, to this. Because I don't know Joe Bob well. I met him twice when I was a really young kid. And I met him this weekend. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know me super well or anything. He knows I'm a movie maker and stuff. That's it. But it's not just that I felt like Joe Bob was my friend because he was like there for me, Mm -hmm. you know, as a kid. Although that is a big part of why I feel strongly about him. It's because... When I started doing conventions and developing my movie career, Joe Bob was at a lot of shows. And his show was canceled in 2000. And uh, I saw him at conventions. And don't get me wrong, he was never, like, washed up or anything. But mm-hmm. I, I was at conventions where, like, there was no line at his table. You could just walk by whenever. But people still respected him. He was still kind of a master of ceremonies kind of guy and everybody. Mm-hmm. But but he was just kind of, like, people didn't seem to care that much. And when he came back on Shutter and became one of the highest viewed shows on Shutter, and then all of a sudden he got he just got renewed for a fourth season of The Last good, Drive In, which is coming good. out next year. I loved it for him. I love that he was getting the appreciation I think he was always gonna get. I think that what really happened was people like me, a lot of the biggest fans of him are around my age because they got to see him in the nineties on cable. Mm-hmm. I think we all grew up a little bit. And then realized how special that thing was. Mm-hmm. And then we got an opportunity to have it back. Yeah. Because he didn't even return. He returned for one night only on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And it uh, Shudder's an AMC Network's owned horror channel on the internet. And we crashed AMC's servers. Wow. Because we all wanted to watch Joe Bob at the same time. And that's what nice. led to him coming back full on. Mm-hmm. So Joe Bob Briggs has a very special place in my heart. Um, and you know how what a sentimental fool I am. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm a total, at least a fool, but also a sentimental <laughs> fool, you know. Um, but so it was a very special weekend for me because I got to see Joe Bob perform and I got to meet him and I got to more importantly meet people um, that love the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy. I mean, little things were happening like, um, you know, Rachel's tire had lost some air and we were literally just talking about it to each other. Mm-hmm. And a guy walks by with his dog and goes, your tire's low? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, I got a pump. You want to bring it over? Like, literally. Mm-hmm. And we're like, sure. And he literally came by, dropped the pump next to the car. And he said, I'm just wandering around. Just leave it next to the tire. I'll come and get it. Wow. I mean. Yeah, that's really nice. It was super nice. It was an awesome experience. I loved it. Also, I think that. So then he did a live version of hosting movies on the drive-in, which was like almost drive inception Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. watching drive-in movie on the giant screen and then all of a sudden it cuts and joe bob is on the screen live Mm -hmm. and and he's talking about the movie and you're like whoa um something happened no it was gigs oh sorry so i'm paranoid about um you know everything fucking up yeah i understand (laughs) so yeah it was an amazing experience but and i need to get through this so that i can ask you questions about you know your life that you don't want to answer um, but what made this weekend extra special, because <clears throat> I could talk about this all day, but I shouldn't. Um, but what made this show extra special was at the start of the week, and I know I told you about this, uh, but at the start of the week, word came out. So the Mahoning has been operational since 1940. It's never been out, mm-hmm. off. It's never shut down. And in 2014, that was when they started turning the place. They started trying to turn the place around and uh, somebody bought the land under them and they were leasing it. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried to lease that land to a solar energy company. 
and the solar energy company applied for a zoning permit to build a solar energy farm there and demolish the drive-in. And this all came out on Tuesday, or no, it was Wednesday. It came out on Wednesday when wow. the event started Thursday. Wow. And it should be mentioned that Joe Bob, Big, Joe, Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In Jamboree was the biggest event the Mahonings ever had wow. for attendance. And they've had big attendances before. It's mm-hmm. just this was the biggest one yet. Mm-hmm. And so people found out and people started sending emails and saying, like, please don't take our drive-in away. Or saying, like, you know, we got married at your drive at that drive-in. Please don't do it. The solar energy company said, like, we're reassessing. And we were mm-hmm. all like, oh, fuck. So we started planning to uh, have... 100 people come to the zoning conference and say how important the Mahoning drive-in is mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I can't tell you, I can't over-explain exp- how charming Mahoning is, the Mahoning area is. <clears throat> so we love it there, and the drive-in is part of that charm. Mm-hmm. Well, then, the next day, as I'm driving to the Mahoning, word comes out. My buddy Virgil, who was one of the people who runs the Mahoning, comes out and he says, I just got off the phone with the VP of that green energy company. And they said they are no longer interested in light in leasing the land they were under the impression they had been falsely misled to believe mm-hmm. the drive-in was not doing well mm-hmm. and that it would be advantageous to close it yeah um and i remember you know i'm i can be a fight the man guy but a lot of people were like this is just like a corporation coming and fuck everybody up and i was like they're based in connecticut they probably don't know anything about that drive-in mm-hmm. or that community yeah. yeah that's why they listened the moment they heard something they're yeah. like oh okay we that was not in our due diligence mm-hmm. yeah so they pulled out and now the landowner is going to sell to the Mahoning. That's great. Which potentially means the Mahoning will go on forever, basically. Yeah. yeah. And um, that made the weekend a celebration of, because mm-hmm. there's a saying that Joe Bob says, the drive-in will never die. He's been saying that since the 80s when the drive-in started declining. Mm-hmm. And that became the rallying cry of the weekend because it was like, and to the credit of the Mahoning, they were not interested in saying the Mahoning is saved. They were only interested in saying you saved the Mahoning drive-in. We saved the Mahoning drive-in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it was amazing seeing Joe Bob Briggs come, you know, waiting to come on stage and seeing my buddy Virgil come up and talk mm-hmm. and say like, I just want to say, you know, you know, th- th- what happened that we've now today today has become probably the biggest moment in the Mahoning drive-in history because for the first time ever we're about to own the land that the drive-in is on yeah. and how fitting would it be that the most pre- preeminent drive-in movie critic and drive-in movie icon is about to come up on stage and talk to you all yeah and uh and they, and joe bob came out and he said like you know it's nothing there's nothing more incredible than what's happened to the mahoning and uh you know the drive-in will never die you've never been to a drive-in movie it hurts me Immensely, your family was too rich, I guess, to go to the drive-in. They were like, oh, "We don't have to go to the drive-in. We have golden shoes." Um, yeah, it wasn't that there weren't any drive-ins around me at all. There were a ton of drive-ins around you. No, in Central Jersey. Yeah, literally, it's where the drive-in started. There were there are still drive-ins in Central Jersey. Well, I didn't know about them, and my family <laughs> is not from Central New Jersey, so it's possible they didn't know about them either. And there wasn't the internet, so how would we have known? How would we have known? If you had believed in America, you would have known. You know I don't believe in America. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> so, uh, so it was a very special weekend for me. Also very special because it was the first real road trip I've went on since COVID. Mm-hmm. And I had a really good time. Good. Um, possibly one of the best times. And it just reminded me how how important like 
travel is to me and how important it is. Not just travel for the whole experience, you know, meeting new people, going places. And like, and I love, one of the things I, I've, I've realized about myself that I'm most proud of is that I got the chance to move away from home, far away from home, mm-hmm. right when I was 18. And I feel like it made me a little bit more worldly mm-hmm. than I would have been otherwise. Like I can be at a diner at the Mahoning, uh, in, in the Mahoning area, and see a pack of blackjack gum and go, oh man, blackjack gum? I haven't had that in forever. And they don't have that in Ohio really. And mm-hmm. you know, the lady will be like, they just started making it again. We just got it back. And I'm like, I'm gonna buy a pack. And she's like, oh, I think it tastes like crap. And I'm like, I like blackjack gum. And I just know what black, it's just, you know, it's a silly little things like that. Like I just know what a black, what blackjack gum is. Mm-hmm. Cause I've traveled around a lot and I've seen a lot of cool little things. And I always remember the little details. Mm-hmm. It's black licorice flavored gum in case you didn't know. I didn't, but I figured it might be. Yeah, especially yeah. when you heard it's disgusting. Yeah, was one of the responses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, amazing time, super fun, and thank you for. Well, I mean, I know we're like pals and stuff, but thank you for having me after my ordeal there. Of course. Um, also, I had an Airbnb where they had um, uh, where the bed broke, and I wasn't even having any fun on it. I was trying to get up to go pee. In fact, the joke <laughs> I made because the bed broke when I was getting up to go pee early in the morning. So. I have been on this mindset where I cannot sleep past eight o'clock, no matter how late I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I woke up to pee at seven thirty in the morning, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go pee. I think I could go back to bed. I might be able to sleep till nine or ten. I because I'm the drive-in movies end at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so of course I'm at the drive-in until like three in the morning every night. And um, so I go to get up, and it just and the entire side just breaks because it's the cheapest bed frame imaginable because these people are crooks that are running this house. Um, I'm sorry, like, I know I only paid $50 to stay there, but that's not, that's too much for what they gave me. They And you know what, honestly, if you want to, you guys could charge 70 bucks and do a better job and people would still be happy to, mm-hmm. to, buy, to rent there. Yeah. I, I feel like these people thought they were so fucking smart to just slap a fresh coat of paint on this place and let people stay there. Yeah, it's not okay. No. It's not okay, don't do that. Um, at all, don't do that. Yeah, fuck those people. But um, but no. So my, the only thing I will say is that when the bed broke and I told them about it, they just immediately said like they said like we we can try to get it fixed immediately, uh, like we have somebody on on site. Mm-hmm. And I said uh, I don't think we're going to be staying for another night. And they said we understand completely, and they gave me a refund for that mm-hmm. that second mm-hmm. that last night. That's okay, I guess. So yeah, you know yeah. But uh, but I want you because you did so much research. So the biggest thing that bothered me about this place was cleanliness issues. Mm-hmm. And the big cleanliness issue was the showers were weirdly not to code mm-hmm. and the toilets were not toilets. Well, they were toilets. <laughs> I mean, in the way that New in Jersey the is a toilet. Sense, that is not a nice thing to say about <laughs> New Jersey. That's it. <laughs> when, when we were driving through Napa, northeastern Pennsylvania, for those who are not cultured to the area, when we were driving through Napa... Uh, Rachel's never been there mm-hmm. so like I would tell her when the view was like really Nepa-y you know mm-hmm. like these because she loves mountains and stuff so she was constantly like whoa whoa you know mm-hmm. it's so beautiful up there and she was like whoa and I was like that is pretty much the Nepa experience this giant mountain to the side and da, da, da. And then as we were driving up there was a spot where like a garbage bag had like exploded and there was trash everywhere and I stopped and I said and that's the New Jersey experience <laughs> I can say that I used to, I lived there for a little while I can make fun of it yeah Sure. Okay. I truthfully did not detest living in New Jersey at all, mm-hmm. but I do like making fun of it. So 
I'm sorry. It's not your ancestral. Uh, Brooklyn's your ancestral home. Or Bronx, sorry. Yeah. The, the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx. Is your ancestral homeland. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you ever watch Rumble in the Bronx, by the way, when I no. sent it to you? What the fuck? I don't think you sent you sent it to me. You did send it to me. Yeah. I. It's Christmas. been a really hard, scary year, and I'm... And I don't remember why I didn't watch it. I think I forgot, <laughs> but I will watch it. Okay. And Giggs is very scared now. Oh, Giggs. Sorry. It's all oh, you're fine. You're fine. So, um, tell them what the toilets were. Okay, I can I can do this, but I don't really know. So 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 Henrik <laughs> told me what was going on yesterday, and I was at work, and I was really really stressed out at work. So I was like, let me look up what an up. You said like up. Yeah, what it said on the thing was up flush toilets. Yeah, they're up flow toilets, I believe. Yeah. Um, so what it is, and this is really interesting because I don't understand why any of, like I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't, but I don't understand. So instead of uh, like a toilet where you have like a tank and then you like poop and then like it uses gravity mm-hmm. um, to make the stuff go down and some water and stuff like that. No big deal, goes into your pipes, the end of the, that's it. Um, with these kind of toilets, they're more advanced, sort of. So they like, they like have like a little thing on the bottom where instead of it just flushing your poops and stuff, it goes into this little thing that's basically like a garbage disposal. Oh god! And it like chops it all up really good. I like the hand motions, <laughs> like a like a like a hibachi chef. Yeah, exactly. Chops it up really good, <laughs> and then it uses water pressure to shoot it up into a pipe. And then it, the pipe goes into your, your waste pipe or stack, whatever, depending on where you are in your house. And then the end. But why? Why would you do that? It literally was a little tank behind the yeah. toilet hidden behind the wall. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it is. But like, and like when I was reading about them, they were like, it's so much more convenient. They're so much easier to set up. You could set them up in places you wouldn't normally have a toilet. In, under your stairs in the basement and i was just like first of all people have toilets in the basement yeah you just need like it stuff <clears> for it <throat> and why do you want one under your stairs why that's weird why are you putting toilet under your stairs well, and, and i'll say the toilets wouldn't have been so disgusting but they were used constantly by a bunch of people in this house mm-hmm. like if you had one of those just in your basement for like i don't know why you would do it i mean like but i mean like i guess if it was lightly used and it was only you like, if it was in a like a cabin, you know, like where they cut corners, I guess it wouldn't be as gross it, to me. It's so, but it's weird because you you still need plumbing because you need water to come to it, mm-hmm. and then you still need it to get into your your waste yes. uh, pipe. So I don't understand why it's easier. Wait, it goes into the waste pipe. Yes. Oh, because I thought I was under the impression there was a tank that holds all the waste. No. So this is why it's so weird. So there is a tank. But it's exactly the way a garbage disposal works, sort of. So it goes in a thing, it churns it all up, and then it puts it into your waste system. So it shouldn't even smell. And it doesn't make any sense because why why do you have extra steps if it's just going, like, what's happening? And they they, they put signs everywhere telling us we were not allowed to flush our toilet paper. Which is not true. You can flush toilet paper. And do you know how gross it is to have soiled soiled toilet paper in the trash can next to the toilet? I'm pretty sure that's just what smelled. But the thing is, with that little tank place, it does, like, there's, you get, like, lime deposits in it and then i guess like it keeps some of the like water and poops in it so that's why it would smell because it doesn't all go up some of it sits in there 
and so they were like if it smells just flush it and i was just like i can't with like why is yeah, this, what is even and happening there were just gnats everywhere yeah it was really gross yeah so that was the only thing i hated so the one of the reasons so the reason my voice sounds uh this incredible is uh lock, lots of less lots of lack of sleep and then last night they did the live Joe Bob Briggs show. Mm-hmm. It ended at like 3.45 in the morning and we booked an, a decent hotel. But of course, I don't, you know, how much do you know about Jim Thorpe in that area? A little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you know yeah. like it was basically impossible to get a hotel anywhere near there. So we had to nice go a ways there. away. Yeah. It's super nice there. Yeah. And, and it was the weekend. It was the weekend of too. Mm-hmm. They're really, really bad about, I mean, because they get booked up. Mm-hmm. So... We ended up having to drive away from you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I couldn't find a place. Like, the only places I could find that were toward where you are, um, what, the only places I could find that uh, were toward where you were, mm-hmm. were, too, were so close to you, I may as well just come to your house. Right. But we were too tired to drive fucking an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, that's too bad because King of Prussia is nice. Not really. Maybe. I like King of Prussia. I hate it because I work there. Oh, but it's actually yeah. really pretty around. I there. like it actually. Yeah, they have a really nice movie theater. I go, I use, I go to that movie theater sometimes when you, uh, when I'm visiting you, but you have to work all day. Mm-hmm. I'll go to King of Prussia and watch movies all day. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really nice area. The town seems really nice. I just hate it because I don't want to go there. So. <laughs> well, you heard it here. Um, so, but no, so uh, I'm glad we got to do like a show in person, just a little something to yeah. talk. So, um, but did anything of note happen in Vermont? No. <laughs> um, the house that we were staying in was kind of rough. Like, yeah. Like, uh, there was a, there were like, there was a, a hot tub that Ooh. I didn't use. But my brother and her boyfriend, no, Your brother and her boyfriend, my sister and her boyfriend, <laughs> and also my brother used it. Uh-huh. But I was scared of it because it was on a deck that had some really weird looking supports that didn't uh, seem to actually be connected at all and kind of leaning back. And like hot this. tubs are heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very, very terrified of it. The deck. I would have still gotten the hot tub. No, I risk versus I, reward, baby. I just didn't want to. I and, and then also there were frogs. We had a pond in the backyard and there were frogs in it lots of frogs and they made like this really like they didn't rivet like normal frogs they went like (laughs) and they did that all the time just like one and then it would stop and then sometimes they'd all do it together but it wasn't like the normal sound yeah and they were just everywhere and if you go to you went towards the pond they'd all like jump in the water because there were so many of them and there were also newts in the water and these little beetles and they swam and I don't know what kind of beetles they were, but I was trying to figure it out. So okay, then. that's that was my excitement. I looked <laughs> at frogs a lot and some newts. Okay. And the beetles. Oh, and dragonflies. Oh, nice. Really pretty ones with striped wings. Okay. That you don't care about. I don't like bugs. You don't like dragonflies? I do think dragonflies are beautiful. They're pretty cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, and you're done with your classes, right? Uh-huh. So you're getting ready to take a test? I guess. <laughs> you guess? Yeah, I don't... I'm not, I don't... I, it's expensive, and I don't feel prepared. Well, yet. then you have to prepare first for your home inspector test, in case people yeah. are wondering. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope that you take it very soon when you're ready. Thanks. So, um, well, we usually wouldn't end the show by ending it, but we're doing the show so differently that I'm going to say 
that we're going to get out of here because I need to rest. Okay. And eat some food and make Michelle feel uncomfortable, but not for the entertainment of anyone other than myself. Okay. So, uh, but thanks for having me at your house. And I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. And everyone can see slightly more of my house. Ooh. Just slightly more now. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you, everybody. And uh, now you know what it's like if we're actually looking at each other. The whole time. Although we have like the webcam where we see each other. Yeah, um, but it's different. I well, guess. and you didn't freeze, unfortunately. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I'm just going to split screen the shot and freeze your, you your could, half yeah. of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>